Nowadays, it seems like everyone is in a hurry, especially for athletes. You're constantly, you know, going and going. And, you know, a lot of times your faith is the first thing to go on the back burner. But for athletes, what can we do to slow down while, you know, competing at the highest level and getting everything you need done all while growing closer to Christ? Of course, that's what we're called to do as Christians. For University of Indianapolis soccer player Sam Hevesy, this issue has been something that has been on his heart for a while now. Sam is early on in his college career, uh, but the knowledge that he brings to this discussion makes it seem like he is older than he is. Even through you know some difficult experiences as an athlete and as a Christian, you can tell that God is working in his life, and he brings excellent advice to this conversation about being in a hurry and just taking time to slow down, listen to God, and understand what his plan is for your life. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and joining me today is Sam Hevesy. Sam, I know you said you have never been on a podcast before, uh, but thank you so much for making this your first, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. feel pretty unqualified, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to kind of uh, say what I know. There's not much, but I'll, I'll try the best. <laughs> Only qualifications for the podcast is if you love Jesus and you love sports and you've hit both of those, sir. So I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for coming on today. And yeah, we have an outstanding topic uh, that we're going to talk about today and just, you know, not feeling hurried along in this life. I know that's so difficult, especially as athletes today, but, you know, I want to ask you right off the bat, how has Christ affected your life and your athletic career? Man, I mean, behind the scenes, it's everywhere. But I would say that the last two years have been easily the hardest years of my life so far mentally. Mm. Um, And that kind of shows how easy of a life I've had of playing college soccer is, is the hardest thing, but, um, it's been, it's been really tough on me mentally. And, uh, before I came to college, I, uh, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a Jesus follower. Um, I grew up, I grew up in the setting of it. Um, and I never really understood it. He's kind of a, a pocket genie for me that I could keep around and use when I needed to use them. Um, but now that I have uh, become a Jesus follower and have, have really uh, used it in my life. I've seen that he's in every single aspect of, of, of my day, of my career, um, mm. mostly through, through the downs. I mean, so far in my career, it's been not many ups. So it's been really, it's been really challenging for me to have to seek, seek something else besides myself to try and, to try and get better and try, uh, to achieve what I want to achieve. So for me, he has, he has completely changed, changed my life. So he's been every step of the way. I remember, um, during high school when, when the recruiting was, was really picking up, I didn't know if I wanted to play college soccer, my freshman, sophomore year of high school. So I would kind of just show up to practice, you know, uh, had a pretty, pretty big ego. So I was like, if I want to play in college, I can play in college. But, uh, Junior, senior year, I really started to pick up recruiting, and um, I never involved Jesus in any of that. It was all just kind of my doing. Um, and then I got to my end of my, almost the end of my senior year, and I had pretty much no options of where to go. And uh, my older sister is uh, a big role model for me of my faith. She's always been 
really, really great. So I remember coming downstairs and it was the day before I had uh, my, basically it was a, an ID camp where a bunch of high schoolers come and play um, in front of the coaches. And I told her, uh, can you just pray for me? Because I mean, I've, ne- I've never wanted, I would rarely ever bring the topic up around her, uh, but I'd say, can you just pray for me? This is something I feel like I, I really need. Uh, like I need a chance, someone to take a chance on me. Mm. And uh, she prayed, she prayed for me. And then the rest is history. I ended up getting an opportunity to play at UND. So yeah, he's been everywhere, Ken. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I relate to that so much in high school. I was, you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted to play early on when I was pl- playing college early on in my high school career. But as soon as, you know, you start seeing other people around you get scholarships, you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to do that. Like, that'd be pretty cool, you know? But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really involve God and in, God in that process. And I really, I regret that a lot because I, I knew, I know that I beat myself over the head so many times because I was so impatient and so stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, what have you learned thus far as a college athlete? I know you've said it's been difficult for you, but what, what are some lessons that you've learned? Tons of life lessons. Uh, I feel like my soccer career, I've, I've always kind of been um, one of the better players on the field, just naturally gifted. Um, I, I was never really the best, but I was always, um, I mean, I started pretty much every game and club for my, for my club team and we were good. Um, and for my high school team, I, I was a four year varsity player. So it was, I never really had any challenges. Um, I mean, every once in a while I'd kind of slip, but, um, overall I was, I was always playing and I was always the guy. Um, and then you get into a college setting where we have 65 guys on our team. Uh, to to find eleven spots, mm. you kind of realize, man, maybe I'm not the guy. Maybe I'm I'm not the guy. Um, and so then you gotta gotta take take a step back and realize that you can't do it alone. I, I figured that out. You can't do it alone. And uh, I've learned the biggest thing is that sometimes you work hard and you still fail. I think that my dad is a is a huge role model to me, and he's a, he's probably the most hardworking individual I've I've ever met. And uh, he'd always tell me that, you know, hard work and, and you can accomplish whatever you want to. And so I came in and I, my whole motto was I'm going to be the first one there, last one to leave. And uh, I realized that even through all that, you still don't get opportunities sometimes. And that, that was a big thing because I feel like you feel like you deserve it and that you've earned it. Um, and sometimes the opportunities don't come. So that's been a big thing. And that's something I've had to put. Uh, a lot of faith in and a lot of trust in God for because uh, it's can be really draining for me mentally that I'm feel like I'm outworking everyone and still and still kind of failing to my standards. So that's been a big one. And then also that I'm much more than my sport than than being a college athlete, which is something that I feel like I've been told a lot many times by many people that hey you're not you're not just a, a soccer player and you know you kind of like yeah maybe maybe not but. And you realize that all I've known is school and soccer. I mean, for the last decade, over a decade, it's been school and soccer. So realizing that um, I'm more, I'm more than that. And that's something that I struggle with <laughs> still to this day. Every, every day I wake up, I got to realize that I'm more than that. And uh, Marvin Harris, Harrison Jr. had a quote, which is something that I've been thinking about recently. He says, I don't want anyone to remember the awards, touchdowns, yards, whatever it may be. I just want people to remember the person who I was, you know, most important is that I was the guy that treated everyone equally and said hi to everyone. 
so I think the more the more I, I kind of mature and my career goes on, I kind of realize that no one's going to remember the way that I. I mean, after a year, I, I forget who's on who's on the team. Like people people move on, life goes on, and no one's really going to remember. So that's a big thing. Is like the way you treat people yeah. at the end of the day is kind of is kind of what you're remembered for. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good advice, and yeah, that's it's so difficult to do that. I mean, to to show up each and every day, and you're you're working hard, and you want to succeed, and yeah, like you said, the opportunities just might not come sometimes. And you know what? It, what would you tell your high school self if you could about your opportunity that you have now? If my high school self saw me where I was right now, he would probably he'd probably call me a failure. <laughs> probably is what what he would say is is where I was at. Um, I was kind of succeed if if I'm not starting and playing 90 minutes I'm failing if mm. we're not winning every game I'm failing um so I would at first I feel like I'd have to tell my high school self to just realize and you're gonna have to grow yourself and learn that life is so much more than this um and that's something I have to t- keep telling myself because um I'm still trying to figure out how to do that because it doesn't seem like it um but I would just yeah figure out a way to love other people the best you can, because uh, that's where I find my most fulfillment. I mean, being a guy who can support his teammates and and love those around him is is what's going to truly kind of fulfill me in this sport. Um, so that's probably what I tell my high school self. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to buckle up because it's gonna be a long <laughs> ride. We're gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I think I would tell myself myself like just be ready. Be ready to fail. Be ready to be uncomfortable because sometimes you're just gonna have to to be that because it's gonna be it's gonna be so hard. Some some days you're just gonna not gonna want to go practice because you know it's just it's just not that day. And I would also tell myself you need to study more because I didn't study at all in <laughs> high school. <laughs> and I, yeah, I yeah, I got to college. I was like, oh gosh, I really need to study for these tests now. <laughs> yeah, it took a few. It took a few fifty, sixty percent for me to actually. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of show up. I mean, when I first got to college, it was like, wait, you don't take attendance. You don't, yeah. don't have to show up to class. Yeah. How do you how do you feel connected to God when you play soccer? Because I I, I know there were there were things that I felt in baseball. You know, when hitting a home run or something like that, I felt connected to God. Is there something like scoring a goal or like making a great play that really connects to you with God when you play? Man, I'll be honest, Ken. This is something I struggle with a lot. Mm. I feel like. Um, I can do, I'll do the, I'll do the prayer before the game. I'll, I'll get a few guys to do the prayer and I feel connected there. I feel like, uh, I feel thankful and grateful that I get to play the sport and I'm excited. Um, and then as soon as the game starts, it's like, it's out the window. Let's go play. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not, how can I, how can I be a light to other people? It's not, um, you know, how can I be a great teammate? How can I share the light that I've been given? Um, it's, let's go make a play. Let's get these people to cheer for me. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that, like, how can I get my coach to tell me I have a good game? It's all, it's all the other stuff. So I think that's something I, I struggle with because I think that I have an on and off switch when it comes, comes to playing my sport. I think that sometimes what gets me going is, is talking a little trash and maybe coming in late on a tackle and trying to, trying to get myself going. Um, so that's, that's been something I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I think that I've started to learn and get better at, um, at just, at just being thankful and being grateful for it during the game and, and really just trying to enjoy it because 
you wake up and I have a two and a half years left, maybe, you know, and it's like, uh, if I'm lucky, so you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that, um, it's just trying to enjoy it. I'm trying to figure out how to, but just try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for myself, I didn't, I didn't figure that out until like my last year of playing ever. And I, I look back now and I'm like, geez, like I had so many opportunities and I, I called myself a Christian, but I really didn't, uh, take God onto the field with me when I was, when I was playing until my last year, which was difficult. But, but yeah, it's, it, it's hard, especially when you, when you, you, like you said, you're, you're fairly new Christian, you know, you know, you're still learning things. So I, I, I'm, very uh confident you know you'll you'll figure it out because because you have time left still but yeah sam i wanted to talk to you today about you know feeling the sense of hurriness because as christian athletes as athletes in general you are always going to class you're going to practice you're going to games you're traveling all the time like how do you not feel hurried in today's society and how do you how have you struggled with that this has probably been one of my biggest struggles is is the sense of I have to do everything right now because you feel like I get four years. I get four years. Okay, first I got to make myself into the into the game. I, maybe I'm not starting, but I got to get in the game. Okay, now I'm in the game. Now I have to get better so that I can start every game. Okay, now I'm starting. Now I have to get better so I can get accolades. I can get all conference. I can get you know all American, which is not in my near future, but it's it's somewhere out there. Um, <laughs> And then it just seems like even if all Americans not enough, and then I got to, maybe I got to go pro, maybe I got to train. So it seems like that everything is, is right in front of you, but you got to keep chasing it. That's kind of the way that I feel a lot of the time. Um, and you feel like everybody tells you um, that you got to be the best you can be, which is completely true. And the way that I take that is, okay, then I got to work so unbelievably hard that I push anything I can out the way so I can go accomplish this. And so feeling hurried has been something that's honestly been really hard on me mentally um, because, uh, you know, you kind of realize that I don't know where I want to be or what I want to do and who I, what I want to accomplish. So you feel like that you have no time. You have no time. So what I have found is that as soon as I – feel hurried or feel like I'm, I'm behind on time. The first thing that goes out the window is my faith mm. is, is the time that I spend um, alone and growing. It's just, that's the first thing out the window because we don't have time for that. <laughs> that's the first thing that goes. So um, feeling hurried has made me feel not enough has made me feel like I'm failing. Um, and it's, it, it kind of checks all the boxes for, for a unhealthy relationship with with God. So that's that's a big thing that I struggle with as, as an athlete is figuring out how to not how to reach your potential without um without ruining everything else in between. How I can have like good relationships with my family, with my friends, with with people around me. Um and being able to separate myself from my successes and failures. So that's a big thing that that hurry is what I've been trying to learn. I've been reading a book called uh, "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" by John by John Mark Comer, I believe, um, and it's been it's been it's been really really good. It's made me realize that it's got to slow down, and uh, I still suck at it. Absolutely <laughs> suck at it, but we're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I read this, but it's from John Mark John Mark Comer Comer. I don't know how you say it. 
don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but it says, our time is our life and our attention is the doorway to our hearts. I thought that's a very interesting quote. And I wanted to ask you about this. How how can athletes specifically remember to use their time wisely? Because, I mean, like this says, your time is your life. You have very limited amount of time when you really think about it. Yeah. So first, you got to figure out what's what's wisely. Like what time is wisely. Um, and I, when I put my time, what I thought was wisely, um, or sorry, I'm going to go before the, before the lift, I'm going to get a lift in before the lift. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to not go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go, I'm going to go train because I think I'm spending my time wisely trying to get better and trying to accomplish, accomplish something. But then you kind of realize, well, that's not very wise because then I'm not reaching out to my friends. I'm not being, I'm not being a light to other people. Um, I'm always rushing to go get an extra lift. Okay. I'm not spending time in the locker room, building relationships and, and hoping to connect with people and, and help them. Um, and you kind of realize that wisely is very difficult to figure out what it is, like what is wise. So, um, I think that's a really great quote because this book's made me realize that all the time that you put in is, is what you're going to be, is who you're going to be. The quote from that book is also, he says, uh, because what you give your attention to is the person you become. And exactly what I've said about like identity, I've, I've struggled to feel like I'm anything more than my sport. And that's because all I give my time and attention to is my sport. So when I'm giving 24 hours a day, even if I'm doing homework or I'm, or I'm laying around, it's, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about why, why I didn't played it, why I wasn't in the first team group in training or why, why I made this mistake or how I can do this better. And you realize that you put all your time and attention into something, it becomes who you are. It becomes what you believe you are and who you think you are. And, and that leads to a lot of trouble is what I've seen. Yeah, I, I've noticed that when you feel hurried, you kind of isolate yourself from everybody, anything that doesn't isn't focused on what you're focused on. And you get in this little bubble. But when I think of what Jesus did, he was never in a hurry and he never, it never like in the, his, you know, the narrative of his life, it never seemed like he was in a hurry to go witness to somebody or do anything like that. And he had a community around him with all the time. So I'm wondering like, does hurriness in our society create this individualism that we see in society? But that's way over my head. So I don't know, but I think it's a very interesting distinction when you, when you correlate those, but but yeah, it's difficult, man. It's difficult to not want to just do everything for yourself and, you know, to 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 help your career, your sports career, whatever it may be. And it doesn't stop when you when you get out of sports, trust me. It, it's tough yeah. on your job for sure. But, you know, I, I think that the sense of hurriness definitely can lead to anxiety and depression. And what have you found practically that really helps you kind of slow down or try to take a break every once in a while? Yeah, I, first of all, I, I really like what you said about uh, Jesus, of, of him never being in a hurry. One thing, I, I, was, I was reading Matthew the other day, and uh, I've, I've just been trying to figure out what Jesus' lifestyle was. Um, and someone comes up to him, I, I'm probably going to butcher this story, uh, but it's <laughs> basically a guy comes up to him and to go heal his son or daughter. And uh, along the way, he gets stopped. And he's the guy's walking with him um, and he's talking to people and healing people and he's in no rush, even though, even though the guy's son and daughter's dying 
And that's kind of like, I'm like, whoa, why is he not just running over there? Or, or I mean, if, if he really is the son of God, why isn't he just flying over there or, or just, yeah. yeah. So that's been something that I've been curious about. Um, and for me, um, yeah, the sense of hurriness and what I've been trying to figure out is how can I slow down, even though I don't feel like I have any time to slow down. Um, and, and what that has, has shown me is that I need to spend time alone is a big thing for me. Uh, what I've struggled with, I I've never really struggled with anxiety and depression, um, until I, until probably this year is, is when I've, when I've struggled with it. Um, and I figured I couldn't, couldn't find any options. So what I would do is I'd go, all right, fine. I'm just going to lay down, try and relax, which is, all right, I'll pop something on Netflix or I'll, I'll scroll on TikTok or Instagram and, and just not think for, for a little bit. And then I, and then I get up and I'd realize that I've done nothing except pause my brain until I stopped filling it with, with anything that catches my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggle with just millions of thoughts always of, of what I should be doing, what's happening, what I can change, um, what people think of me, what I think of myself, all, all these thoughts um, kind of going on. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is you have to address them. You have to figure out what you're feeling and, 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 and what your thoughts mean. So I've been, I've been trying every day to find 20 or 30 minutes to just pray or, or, or read, read the Bible or read a book um, that kind of makes you learn about how, how to relax. Um, and I'm horrible at it so far. I mean, I feel like I'm hit or miss. Uh, and I try, I, I'm a guy who tries to do it in the morning and I just realized that I, this is not me. I can't, <laughs> I'll set, I'll set my alarm, uh, to give myself time. And I realize, man, if I don't do this, I can go back to sleep and still make class on time. So then it's, it's a snooze button usually. Um, but I found that whenever I'm going into my, to my tough part of the day, which is usually practice, lift, um, a big test is that that's when I spend, spend my time. Um, because I feel like that's what slows me down and makes me realize that, um, I'm more, I'm more. So that, that's, that's the big thing is because as soon as I'm hurried, everything, everything that's important to me is kind of out the window and it's what's the, what's, how can I get what I need to get done as quick as possible? And that usually means not having a conversation with the lunch lady, not not being nice to someone I see in the hallway, pretending I don't see him so I don't have to have a conversation so I can get get to class first or I'm not really feeling any I'm not really feeling good today. I'm just going to I see someone walking and go the other way. Um, So realizing that I'm here to serve and and uh, that's helped me. So, yeah, solitude is a big thing in what I've read from this book is that Jesus would always go into solitude. He would always go, go up on a mountain or go, go somewhere where he can be alone. Um, and I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like doing that. So that's something I've had to get better at. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say just being alone with yourself, being alone with God and just going in that way. That's a good distinction. I, I when I'm going back to, you know, being alone compared to being in a community, I think being alone and doing it for selfish desires is harmful, but doing doing stuff alone and emphasizing God and being in the word of prayer is what helps you in your faith and it can just, you know, clear your mind really and help you in your sport or your class or whatever it may be. And yeah, what you were saying really it made me uh think of Proverbs 19 and says like, you know, 
uh, those who make haste misses the way. Like it, we just completely miss the point of living life or doing what we, what we do each day if we're just constantly in this cycle of go to class, eat, go to class, go to practice, go to games, whatever. It's a constant struggle for real. It's a constant life battle. Do you think that student athletes should have like a load management system or like, you know, something, something that can, they emphasize rest and just relaxation every once in a while, because you're going 24 seven for real. Yeah, this is tough. Um, I feel like I've had, I have more resources or there's more resources, uh, to help student athletes than there's ever been. And I think that continues to go. Um, I wanted to talk to a sports psychologist and I, I figured that out in a day. Like, I don't think that's ever really been a thing. Um, so I would say that we're, we're very blessed in that aspect. Um, and I would say it's very busy schedules. Um, and I would say that it's dependent on the team. I think that some, some programs are really good at it. I think we have a, we have a new GA named Zach Smith. I got to shout him out somewhere in here. Uh, <laughs> he's been really good at, at telling the coaches to give us, give us time. We fill out like a, a soccer pulse every day. Um, you can put like your stress, your sleep soreness and uh he can he does a good job of if you're if you have a high stress day and you have terrible sleep and you're not feeling it um he'll pull you aside and talk to you and figure it out and kind of go from there so i I mean from my from what i've seen i think we're getting better at it um and we usually get a day off during the week which may seem like nothing but it's 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 super beneficial um so I think it's it's dependent. There's definitely a lot of programs that that probably need more rest and more time. Um, I think all of us all of us probably do at some point. Um, but I think I think we're getting a lot better. So yeah, that's true. I I have noticed there's been a lot more resources for collegiate athletes for sure. And I hope this podcast can be a, a resource for anybody out there too, because I that's that's I, who I want to serve as college athletes pretty much. Uh, but but yeah, Sam, I really appreciate you coming on today. It, I just wanted to ask you one last question. I kind of wanted to throw this out there to see if you have an answer. Uh, what would you advise other student athletes that are in college? What would you advise them to do about being in the word more and just praying and emphasizing Jesus more in their lives? Create habits that are, that are attainable. Mm. I think that one of my favorite books is atomic habits. And, yep. uh, I wish I was smart enough to just pull a quote out right now, but I don't <laughs> have a quote. Um, but one of the big thing is just like, make it, make it attractive, make your, make uh, the habit you want to do attractive. So one thing I figured out is if I don't have my Bible or a book or what I want to do when I wake up right in front of me, I'm not going to do it. So one thing that I've done is like, if, if, uh, if I have an early class, I'll lay the clothes out that I have before. Um, and then I'll put, I'll open the Bible to where I, where I want to read with a pen right there. And so I can, I can wake up and immediately sit down and go and, and do it. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at that because I still look at it and I'm like, wow, no, I, I'm going to go, sh- I'm out of here. I, I need to go get some food or something. Um, so I, I definitely say that and find little things that keep you, keep you focused and keep you, um, that entertain you. I think sometimes uh, it can, reading the Bible can get boring. Like I don't, I hate to say it, it can get boring. I think we, we all, we all see that like uh, sometimes. It, it, it isn't something that's entertaining. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Definitely need to read the Bible, but sometimes, like, go a different route. Go find something that that helps you. I mean, um, one thing that I found is like watching 
YouTube videos on uh, what's his name. He's the guy who goes on college campuses and and speaks. Oh, oh, Ken, I need you here, Ken. No, I don't. I know what you're talking about though. I can see his face. I anyways, can see his face. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I need to spend time, so maybe I turn turn that on for ten or fifteen minutes because I, I don't think I have the mental capacity to, to read and really. So yeah. just just different options like that. Um, the Bible app has a, a short video every day with a verse. Sometimes I'm rushing out of rushing to go eat to make class. I'll throw headphones in and listen to that. I mean, it's maybe not the best thing you could do, but it's something. Just do something. Get started somehow. Um, so that's definitely what I'd say. Yeah, surround yourself with Jesus, and He will surround Himself with you, uh, or surround yourself, surround Him in you. I don't know how that quote was going to go. Anyway, you, Sam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank something you like again. That. You got it. Thank yeah. you again for coming on today. I've only known you for a short time, but yeah, God is moving in your life, sir, and just keep the faith in everything that you do because you're doing a great job. Awesome. Ken, I really appreciate it. This was fun. Uh, we really appreciate what you've done for us here at the AIA at UND. You've been, you've been really great for a lot of us. So we see what you're doing. We appreciate it. And you, you're helping a lot of people with this podcast. And I appreciate you having me on. All right. Special thanks to Sam for coming on today. Uh, I hope you all listening out there just learned something about you know being in a hurry and what that could mean for your relationship with Jesus and so much more. But for now, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.